learning from all of us and from you no know, because you also learn from yourself that's what excites me uh, just sharing and getting you know adding up to the experiences on your head because that's what you take i would say this is studio confessions the art and wellness podcast listen in as artists and culture makers come clean to share their journey and tell us what moves them let me share my wax poetic monologues and point of view to welcome inspiration and live a more beautiful life that's right i said beautiful welcome to the studio i'm glad you're here hey manuel hey luis how are you i'm doing great where are we uh, at la casa casa we're in this huge house it's called La Casa Casa. Can you tell me what the spirit of La Casa Casa is? Well, it's in a few words, it will be like a cultural house where you can eat well, sleep well, drink well, and connect with different ways of thinking, of experiencing, of ways of seeing or looking at cotidianidad, the day to day. The day to day, yeah. Um, how did this happen? How did this start? Well, uh, I went through a lot of changes uh, from the end of 2018 and 2019. My father died. I decided through that, about after speaking with him about what was life, what did I want to do or what I wanted to go from there, where I wanted to go from there. And that's how it happened. Uh, he told me like twice in his life he wanted to be a publicist and an illustrator. He was a lawyer and a, like into politics. At the same time, he was a secretary of culture and was into, into culture. So, and I love culture and I grew up like that. So this is kind of a way to honor him and live that part of my life, which is the most part of my life. Like that. That's amazing. I, um, I've been in America for a month and a half and I was lucky enough to meet you. And I, I must say thank you because you have given me two of my favorite memories in America. Uh, one was for the Day of the Dead, when I got to eat chapulines, chapulines <laughs> which are grasshoppers. And it was delicious. Yeah. Thank you. And I get to tell that story from now on. I got to eat grasshoppers with specks of gold. And my second memory, which is really unexpected, the day we got to meet with this artist who's also American, who's been here since the 70s. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, well, um, Andrew Xenios, or... I don't know how to say that. That's the, right. He's a Greek. Yeah, uh, from California. We met him a day, uh, day, a day before. We went for some coffee and bread, and then just, just you know, his place is so welcoming. His gallery and just a lot of stories to tell. And then the, the next day we we met. It's like we have to go go meet him. And that became like I don't know, like almost twelve hours of nonstop uh, sharing experiences. Uh, no, just sharing shrimp and <laughs> <laughs> seafood and mezcal, a lot of mezcal. Listen, I'm super boring, okay? I am literally stay at home all day. I make tons of art. I listen to music, but I'm super boring. That day, I was drinking mezcal with you the whole day. And there was a myth that you told me about. What was this myth? That... Uh, if you only drink mezcal and good mezcal, and don't mix, mix it with anything, the next day you just, just uh, wake up tired if you uh, went past you know, a regular hour to sleep. Uh, and yeah, you don't feel uh, you know, like a headache or hungover or stuff like that. And I didn't believe you until I woke up the next day, like nothing. I was like, what? 
amazing. Give me some more. But tell me, where does this love for mezcal come from? Because every time I see you talk about mezcal, you have a... It goes beyond the, oh, let's drink. You have this explanation and you have this uh, knowledge of how it come, how it's made and where it comes from. How did that happen? Well, um, in Oaxaca, where I was born, it, it's just uh, like a regular thing. Like, so regular that they drink it uh, as a imperative and a, a digestive drink. So you go to all these pueblos and the fiestas for the pueblos and... You, you get always, like, because of all the barbacoa and all of that, all this heavy food, you always have a, a sip or a drink. And my dad, which I don't, this is kind of illegal <laughs> everywhere else, but since I was 14, he would say, just take a sip and just got used to it. And, but he always told me, like, learn how to drink it, never drink by mezcal and with any other liquor. And the nice thing or the interesting thing with mezcal is that it's a plant that the the purest way to drink it is just out of the plant, you know, like wow. they bake it, they uh, ferment it, like, well, so smash it, ferment it, and then they distill it. But it's not like you have to put it on a, on a barrel. Uh, there are dozens of different types of agaves, which tequila is also an agave, right? It's, it's, it's blue agave. So... There are some agaves that take 25 years or 25 years to grow and then take that process and you drink something that went through 25 years of rains, weather, wow. different humidity and all of that. So That's amazing. From my father. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to talk a little bit more about this day we had because I'm not done with that. Yeah, uh, it, it was pretty unexpected just because it wasn't planned obviously and i think things like this you just can't plan they just yeah, happened yeah. uh it was you know it was just you and i we went to go visit andy and then at, by the end of the night there was what eight people or something and, and yeah, one of them was a complete stranger who just joined the table and she <laughs> just fit right in um and there were you know several languages being spoken and it really was uh one of those movable feasts, I want to say, you know, talking yeah. about uh, Hemingway. Uh, I feel like that is the essence of La Casa Casa, uh, having been to your Day of the Dead event and being a complete foreigner. I felt very much at home and very much embraced. What about that excites you? Like, I, I see La Casa Casa and the idea of it and the idea that it can move from place to place. What drives you to create this? Um, like, like I, to, I told uh, two of uh, Andrew, uh, the artist, and Areli, the architect, architect that came, asked me, "What do you want in life?" It's like, if I was a millionaire, I would pretty much want this, like just be hanging out, or like uh, sharing experiences. You know, like Andrew that told us he was uh, on a nuclear marine submarine. submarine. <laughs> He was imprisoned because he was in the in the navy and at the same time writing anti anti uh, Vietnam War letters, you know, and uh, he has you know he, he was in Rhode Island School of Design, right? Yeah, and uh, also has a degree in biology, math, and like it's just like, learning from all of us and from you no know, because you also learn from yourself like, daily and how you behave and how you uh, like sponge all the. That's what excites me, the, uh, just sharing and getting, you know, adding up to the experiences on your head because that's what you take, I would say. Because 
now it's something that's more t like just mortar and cement and stuff like that. It's just something that's going to stay, but now they're gone and it's just, that just stays. And it, it, the shell for me doesn't mean uh, that much. And that's what excites me, just getting together, sharing, uh, adding up to the ways of thinking in that, yeah. So you're originally from Oaxaca. What brought you to Medio? I don't know. <laughs> not, not really sure, but um, I, I, I'm a, I was born in Oaxaca, but I, I didn't live my whole life there. My parents got separated when I was like one. So I lived in a little bit like that year in Oaxaca, in Veracruz, uh, I, uh, in the States, elementary. Uh, and the longest part of my life I've lived in a place is in Oaxaca which was like seven years. And then I moved to Puebla, Monterrey. And it seemed like, it seemed like a nice place where, uh, to invest. Uh, so, you know, like security. They didn't know that much about the weather, but... The weather is a character <laughs> here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, like you said before, it just, it's part of life, like, I don't know, but you really feel the weight of, of that. Uh, so I would say security and where to relocate my money and my way of living and finding a, a an easier place in a way and then Mexico City yeah I lived there for the past five years but before April I came here so and yeah like starting the pandemic over there and all of that yeah I just wanted to get away from the city and come to another place I was thinking on investing in the states not much but changing ways of but I had to do it in Mexico before uh, getting this stability and jumping from here to somewhere else. Sure. Can I ask you, do you think, I'm from LA myself, and I felt like, oh, as an artist, I needed to go to New York to, to live it, to experience it. Do you feel that a lot of people in Mexico feel that they have to go to Mexico City to develop or to see a broader aspect of the Mexican culture? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and if you have like a regular life, you know, go to college and just find work, and you you have uh, if you do your job, uh, I know correctly, or you, know, uh, you get paid three times, four times more than you would get on a regular province city. Like sure, call it just like in New York. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I and old Monterrey and Guadalajara, no, the other metropolitan areas, but nothing like. Uh, Mexico. Even here in Yucatan, I, I was at the beginning. I was looking for a programming job, and it's and as a junior, because I, I don't have that. Exp that uh, I'm a renewable energy engineer, and I tried to look into that. And, and you get paid eight thousand pesos here, and you get paid uh, twenty thousand pesos. It's not that much either, but that's interesting. Wait, you said you are a renewable energy engineer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> I just throw it in there that's amazing how how did you make that leap that jump from engineering to being a culture maker um on 2018 uh, I, I worked at tesla for a couple of uh, for eight months and i got laid off when elon musk had to uh make, make the production of cars and they reduced the energy areas uh, i was in compliance but I was working, you know, from seven to seven, from Monday to Saturday because I couldn't do it any like anything anymore because it was illegal for them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> the overtime was paid really well, so 
I just went into this working spree because I got on like on the best company I could work on, an energy, or that's what I, what I thought. And just went into this, forgetting about everything else and not having a life. And I got fed up really quick. And then my father died. And one of the other things he asked me was, uh, or he said, not, not asked, he was like, no, you, you, you're, they're going to fire you. Or you're going to lose your job. And I was working for a startup that installed solar panels because uh, I focused on solar energy on schools for free, pretty much. Wow. Uh, and he said, oh, you're going to get fired. You should go. I'm going to be all right. I was like, no, <laughs> of course not. Yeah, and it's just, just uh, after all this process, it's just hard to change. Wow. No. Can you tell me how much of your father is in your mission with La Casa Casa? Uh, I don't know if I could give a percentage, but <laughs> I was thinking on a percentage way. But a lot, he, he loved to connect. He loved uh, also talk, you know, drink mezcal and... <laughs> just eat, uh, and he was uh, really, really intelligent, really knew about a lot, world traveled, I don't know if you say it like that, but uh, experienced, he he had me, I, well, I was born, and then two weeks later, he turned 50, so he was pretty much ahead of me, a lot, <laughs> and had this permissive way of, uh, teaching me, like, like I already gave you your education, you know what values are, so go ahead, do whatever you want, you know what's good for you, you know what's wrong for you, just let me know where you are, and that's pretty much it, and yeah, I, I would say that's pretty much the, the, he would always, always tell me, like, you have to be a, a persona del mundo, like they, they say in Mexico, a person uh, of the world, yeah, a person of the world, and don't get this, uh, don't reduce yourself in a way. And I don't know, there, there, he had this mystical way of living. He had this division of life, uh, took care of a lot of lives. And uh, at the same time, he has his own bohemian, personal, world-taught life. And uh, even at the end, like, he died on the day of his birthday. So just he, and he was very punctual and very, discreet in a way mm -hmm. and yeah he died at 75 and it was like just good time good age to die right yeah, <laughs> i guess <laughs> if you lift i guess yeah uh, it's amazing so yeah pretty much of course it, it's for me what i'm doing but it's a lot is to honor him to yeah that's amazing yeah i feel that i feel there's a it's more than just a project. It feels like it comes from a lot of love. I feel the heritage, right? I feel like this isn't just something you're kind of inventing along the way. It's something that's part of your life and part of your upbringing. As we're talking, there is an amazing smell in the room. And can you tell me what that is? <laughs> yeah, that's Amanda testing and uh, working on. It, it, it's funny because uh, she, she's from southern France and she has lived in Paris. And, she has worked, I think, on best restaurants in, in Paris, or some of them, uh, for 10 years. But you come here, and she came to Merida, and she's going to uh, compliment your, your presentation on Thursday. Isn't that insane? <laughs> so not in my wildest dreams would I have uh, thought that, yes. So 
the smell that I'm smelling is going to be for the opening of my solo show here at La Casa Casa. I mean, whoa. And talk, talk about creating uh, opportunities for people to meet and, and, and share. Yeah, sure. Right? Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's great. And I mean, yeah, and I guess this would, that would be what, our third event? Because we've been very responsible with COVID and we've kind of <laughs> stayed away from each other. But at the same time, we've, we've created opportunities to spend time together and kind of just talk, right? And, and one of them was uh, this past weekend, we got to create a dinner and celebrate our version of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. um, because they hadn't celebrated uh, an American <laughs> Thanksgiving, and of course, being the American, I obliged. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a there's a real, as I said in the dinner, I think you know if you look for it, you find it, right? Yeah. And and I feel that here a lot. I feel I feel like uh, people are crossing paths at the right time when they need it, and uh, it's kind of beautiful, right? Uh, where do you see La Casa Casa and yourself? Uh, in five years, when everything works out in your favor. In five years, um, I said uh, before five years ago, I said that two, a year and a half ago, I had to go to southeastern Asia and take a year. Or I have this other, like, you know, uh, ideal travel plan of taking a year to go around the Mediterranean. Wow. So that I have to do. But before that, I want to consolidate this, maybe not on this house particularly or this address. Uh, Merida is a good beginning, so I will keep it in, on, in Merida. No, as La Casa Casa and some other project I have, uh, other projects, I mean, I have. So um, having this, like, having, uh, my roots set here, maybe not uh, like way deep into the earth, but setting roots here, uh, getting this together, but at the same time not being obliged to stay here and just uh, seeing those five years or add, add some other ten years to that and just uh, wake up and it's like um, 40 years past in Merida. I want to have all these plans to know the world and I kind of want to just trip somewhere and I don't know, take it from there. Uh, so continue traveling, continue learning about culture. Yeah, continue meeting people. I, I am going to go to New York or whatever you guys are before you those have five to. years. <laughs> you have to, before I leave and come here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me ask you a silly question. So. What advice would you give yourself right before you bought this house? Uh, be more careful. Uh, well, it's difficult when it's, it's it, it was, well, now that I see it, uh, after all this time, it's uh, plan a little bit more. But hence, it was it, like I was in renewable energy or in engineering. This is so new for me, so like I've always said in my life, it's, it's not that it has been a long life. Uh, I don't regret anything, I just don't feel uh, like really proud about some stuff. 
Oh my god! I hope you know, like you're like my hero right now. No. Uh, you but. bought this beautiful space. You made it your own. You created all this programming, and you're not that age matters, of course, but you're yeah. 26. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait to see you at 40. I can't wait to see you at 75. Uh, yeah. So no, that's amazing. That's fantastic. So yeah, just be more careful. Do the same thing, but be a little bit more careful. I'm asking you because I want to do the same thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so before I let you go, what as you're moving forward, what are the things that are inspiring you? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Who are you talking to? Uh, to talking to all these new uh, people. I love reading, but I hadn't had this much time. But uh, I chose one of the books I, I, I really love. That's called uh, The Illustrated Man. Uh, from Ray, Rad Ray Bradbury, wow. one of my, uh, my favorite uh, authors. And I don't know if I told you this, but one of, on this, the prologue is a tattooed man that all his tattoos have life. And one of the stories is about people coming into this new planet, which is always raining and a lot of like this like, deep jungle. And there's this little temples uh, with the, which have their own sun, their own pr food production. That's why I grabbed that one to just get into something I, I, I already know. And I don't know, looking into art, looking into how stuff is being do or, uh, done in other places, like uh, artist residences and how I can do, or if I move the project from this house into another place to make it even more uh, specific to what I've learned in this six, seven months and two or three that started a project post-pandemic. So, I don't know, this inspires me. <laughs> this, the, the Andrew's night, uh, the Thanksgiving night, just all these little pieces put together. Well, it all comes together. Well, I'm super excited to see what you're going to do next. And I'm glad I met you. So oh, thank you for sitting with me. You too. Like, thank you so much for everything. Like I told you that, Let's continue sharing experiences. I love that. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Follow me on Instagram at Art Engineer and send me your email or follow the show at StuCon Podcast. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit from this conversation. Remember, you are the flame that can ignite a thousand cats. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.